As leaders, it's so easy for us to get caught up in tasks, strategies, and our to-dos. But all of those things have no value if we don't know how to take care of the people we oversee. If strategies and tasks cause us to neglect our people, then no matter the results we're getting, they're worthless. So how do we lead at a high level, get incredible results, while still taking care of our people? Well, welcome to the Good Leader Podcast. Good afternoon or good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Good Leader Podcast. Two in a row, we've got Anj, Josh, and Jared all together. Ooh. We're like the triplets. We're the triplets. Tri- Josh, we are the three best the friends that anyone could have. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Three is a magic number. Mm-hmm. It's wow. it. This is it. We this are it. the three amigos. <gasps> The three amigos. Oh, and now if we want to talk three amigos, Josh, what's your favorite three amigos quote? What's your favorite line from the movie? Anj oh doesn't even know what it is. Anj does not I, even know my, what the movie we're talking about. My eyes are so big right now. I wish everyone could see it. Have you oh seen the three amigos, Anj? Please, dear Jesus, tell me you at least know what the three amigos movie is. You said it on the last podcast, and you should oh just dad. continue to run with it here, Jared. Know your team. <laughs> <laughs> know your team. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Hey, speaking of that, you ready to talk about that tattoo yet? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> nope, hmm? not yet. All right. All right. Just checking. Just check it in. Check it in. We'll nope. see. The loyal listeners. Uh, that'll be a big payoff. All right. Three Amigos is a late 80s classic starring Chevy Chase, so. Martin Short. Hey, watch it. Okay. That was that was unnecessary, <laughs> It's on. so good. That was really, I caught it. It wasn't, I caught a, it wasn't a bad thing. I just, no, oh, I assumed no, it was probably no, 80s, we heard 90s. It. Yeah, we heard it. Born. We heard, yeah, okay. Now you're doubling down. You continue. Wow. We, we all know what you're doing here, okay? We all know what you're doing. Josh, I, you know it? Oh, yeah. I grew up on this movie. Tell us we will die like dogs. <laughs> Do I know this movie? <laughs> Are gringos falling from the sky today? <laughs> It's yes, so, yes, Anj, El Guapo. It's great. Anj, this concept, it's amazing. It's literally these three old Western actors. I'm seeing who, that now. Literally, they're just Hollywood actors and they're the biggest like divas, like the most delicate boys. They delicate boys. They somehow, because of because of the movies, someone in I think is it is it Mexico? Yes. Someone sees it and thinks that it's like docu-series and it's not just entertainment and so they send a message to the three amigos in hollywood the three amigos think it's for them to come down and put on some sort of like play or whatever and but it's actually someone that's like hey some gang is taking over our village and they're taking our people and stealing our money and all of our resources are going to kill all of us and so they go there Hmm. thinking that it's this whole play, but they actually figure out in the middle of it that, no, this is actually like a very violent gang that is going to kill them. But they're all like, you son of a motherless goat. You just like calling them all these insults to like the El Jefes, the the top mob bosses of that. It's so freaking funny. My little buttercup has the sweetest smile. A smile, smile. Oh my gosh, it's so quotable. It's wow. hilarious. We, uh, okay, Josh, your open door invitation, anytime, anywhere. You want to sit down and watch the three amigos with me? 
I, I am in. I will watch I'm it. In. Furthermore, if you would just like to sit around over a cup of coffee and quote the entire movie to each other from beginning <laughs> to end, I am also I am also up for that because I think we could probably do it. Hey, I think look, we're capable look, of look, look up here, look up here, look up here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is a great movie. I don't. Need, why are we talking about the Three Amigos? How did that start, Anch? What? Because back we up are the guys. Three amigos. You, you both. All I know is you both started singing. And I was like, why are they singing? I don't know. And then my eyes were just really big. And then the next thing I know, Josh is giving me the whole narration mm. of the Three Amigos uh, explanation point. Full, well, okay, okay. Not to shoot title. the invisible swordsman here, but we got to move on. Okay, so yeah, that was dynamite, by the way. Did there. You see that, Josh? All right, buddy. I know. I know. That was, I'm pretty proud of that one. Okay, Josh, this is the kind of stuff that I miss. When you're not here, buddy, I miss. Not, you know, especially when it's, when it's the mom and her little media minions, they don't they don't go down the three amigo rabbit hole with me. So how long how long are you are you on a break? Are you on are you retired? Because you're a big time you're like world traveling musician. Like the <laughs> the people on our team know the band you're traveling with. I feel so bad. I feel like I I would love to go watch my friend Josh play music. I have no idea who you're traveling with, but they're really jacked <laughs> about it. So are you That's on a break? Fun. It is. What's the story? Who are you traveling with? What's the story? Yeah. So. Uh, right now, I'm kind of in this wild dance with three or four different bands. As one thing ends, I jump on with another one. So it's kind of the three main people that I'm working with right now. Uh, one, his name is Briston Maroney. That's who a lot of the Paradigm Shift team know. And I have become friends with P- PSers that I didn't know were PSers <laughs> that... But yeah, because of this, they're trying to meet Briston. I don't mean to burst your bubble. They don't care about you, Josh. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Let me just no. let me just cut. Let's cut to the chase. They're not. Listen, they're not. Welcome to in. my everyday. <laughs> so I'm with Briston, and yeah, we're having a ton of fun doing some like a combination of headline shows and support shows. Getting ready to go out with Jack White. He's doing a, a headline tour. Another band, greatest band wow. of all time, is about to. I'm about to say this other band we're going out with is Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Okay, awesome name, <laughs> Amber okay. Day. Shout out to Amber Day. Amber Day showed me them in 2015. She's a ma- major kittens fan. Um, wow. So doing stuff with Briston. He's like just the sweetest, kindest. His whole crew, some of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, another artist that I've been working with named Chris Renzema. I've been tour managing for him, which has been a lot of fun. Um, he's kind of in the like, he, I would say the best way to describe Chris is he's like in like Christian music world. He's like the new Switchfoot. So it's like rock and roll, kind of like war on drugs, Kevin Morby. That's like some example type of thing. So he's super, super awesome. Um, just got back with him. And then another band uh, that I'm with right now is called Half Alive. And we're doing some stuff with a band called 21 Pilots, which is a lot of fun. Mm. So that's my nice. space is jumping hey, th- all around there. I appreciate you using names that I know, like Switchfoot. I appreciate you, <laughs> you bringing some comparison in that I know. You know, like, oh, Switchfoot. You know, like, the, you know, like okay, wow. Anybody like DC Talk? You got anybody like DC Talk? Josh, oh, yeah, you'll- we got him. You'll appreciate this. I threw out the name Audio Adrenaline to Anj the other day, and she had no idea who the heck I was talking about. Broke my heart. Come on, Anj. Broke my heart. Yeah. I had a gr- seven fell out of heaven, Anj. 
I had a well, great. Once you're saying me some songs through the phone, I was like, <laughs> oh, well, it doesn't quite not quite like I remember them, but that's your. I, I know now. I do actually. I had know a them. great. I had a great line, Josh, because we were talking about. She said audio devotional, and I said that sounds like the geriatric version of what audio adrenaline's doing right now. Like they've oh, matured, where it's like, yikes! They've moved on to where they're audio devotional. You also said a name, Jack White. You're cheering with Jack White, not cheering yeah, with, but yeah. you're. Going, can I ask a question? And maybe you yeah. can't even share on the podcast, but I'm very oh, curious. Yeah, is he is Jack White more cool or more weird? Jack White is a 50-50 <laughs> of both. Genuinely. <laughs> okay. Actually, I have two stories that will describe that super well. So um, both of them are stories that have been told to me. I didn't experience directly, but one is an interaction that Briston had, and another is an interaction that one of our friends had. Briston was at Jack's studio one day and as a lot of Jack White, White Stripe fans might know, he's like really been big in the like vintage old school. So he's had like old uh, like Coupe de Ville. Is that that's like a, a super dope old car, right? Yes. I, yes, you're right. That is correct. So it's like kind of that vibe and then like suit vests, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like was his era yeah. a little bit freshly after the like really retro punk thing that he was doing with the white stripes anyways so he's kind of been in that space well recently everyone was like over at his studio and he like drives up and no one recognizes him because he has just like cut his hair and dyed it blue type of thing and so after like an interacting with him for like 20 minutes his manager walks in and is like oh yeah so glad that you guys met it's like wait oh shoot what so it was one of those things to where he kind of like (laughs) flies low key under the radar. Yeah. And then you realize it. But then like later that day in the garage at his studio, he like walks out and he had just sold one of his cars and bought a G wagon, like a Mercedes G wagon. And, or was it the Jeep? It was either the G wagon or one of those like new Jeep trucks regardless. Okay. He like walks out there and is looking at it and is talking to everybody and is like, Hey, so, uh, is it like, uh, is it like kind of like lame that I like bought this? Like, is this something that only like, like, f- like dudes that are like trying to flex, like just like super jock, whatever, like dudes or, or is this, is this a car okay to have? Or is this like a car that we're trying to flex? Like, cause I'm not trying to, and he's like kind of almost like you could see that he's just built this identity around not caring not and not yes. being cool that now he's worried. Like, am I allowed to have a nice car because of all I've driven is like, classic cars so there's there's that side of jack but then there's the other side of jack if he's like just a screws around like funny guy one day a friend of mine randomly went into subway and he's in subway getting food and is in line and is getting ready to pay and is noticing this kid is like walking up to him getting close standing there for a second and then just kind of like turning around and quickly walking away and this kid does this like three or four times and my buddy turns around and sees like some guy just in like dad jeans and a t-shirt and some sunglasses on sitting in the corner, just cackling, laughing. And so my bud eventually like walks up to him because he can tell that it's like the kid's dad. And as he's walking up to him, he's realizing it's Jack White and Jack's dying laughing. And he goes, so sorry if my kid's throwing you off, man. He was asking me if he could get a toy at uh, Target whenever we're on our way home. And and I told him that I'd give him 50 bucks if whenever you get your food, he took it and ran out the front door with it. And that's the only way I'd buy him a toy. 
and he's been like starting to commit to it and then panicking and like bailing on it. So <laughs> that is wild. That's a ridiculous story. <sighs> well, I am impressed, Josh, that you are just rubbing elbows with all these famous people and then you're hanging out on the Good Leader podcast. So we appreciate it. So oh, thank man. you very much for slumming it today with us. This is not slumming it. Y'all are some of my favorite people in the world and we get to have wow. fun conversations that make a difference. So <laughs> honored. What a commercial. What a commercial for the Good Leader podcast. Well, Josh and Anj, two people today. I would rather have no one else on the podcast to discuss this. It's Suck it, Nate. It's leadership potpourri. <laughs> Take that, minions. Today, it's leadership potpourri. We are about to launch into the leader versus leader tournament. We're going to see who the greatest leader of the last 120 years has been by popular vote. I honestly, I started out this journey a few months ago as we were just brainstorming who, who should be in the tournament, all these ideas, all these names. And the further we get into this, the less I know. I am so confused as to what the general public is going to vote. And it shows leadership changes. Good leaders evolve. What was a good leader a thousand years ago? Leaders led by force, brute force. You know, that's why you that's how you rose to the top. That's how you were a good leader. That's how you were defined generationally. Well, that's certainly changed. What else has changed? When we get back from the break, we are going to set the table for our leader versus leader tournament by talking about the leadership quotes, concepts, books, and ideas that resonate with the three of us after the break. individuals leadership potential and we just can't do it without you visit www.ps.company to explore topics workshops and curriculum let's create positive change together your host of the good leader podcast and ceo of paradigm shift jared murr takes us on the journey of cross-generational leadership with his new book eight track to emoji you can find your copy of eight track to emoji on jaredmurr.com We are back and Anch. This is going to go rapid fire. I want to hear your opinions. We're going to go Anch. We're going to go Josh. We're going to go Jared. Give me a quote, Anch. Wow. That I know. Hey, this is it. This is Here it. This is the tournament. This is game time. All right. Preseason's over. Regular season's over. We've been talking about this for like four months. You know, you and I, we've been sparring a little bit, but the gloves are about to come <laughs> off. Get ready. Don't think I haven't forgotten. Don't think that I don't remember all the little jabs that you've been putting in. Don't think. You have purposefully, you've been going out of your way to pick people to put in this tournament that make me go, what? This what? This is who you're picking? Of all the, of every human that has walked the planet in the last 120 years, this is the human being that you are choosing to nominate for the bracket? Yeah, I remember, well, Anj, and I'm coming after you. And today, it starts today. I mean, I don't want to, I know that we live in a world where we like participation trophies, but I just want to remind you, Jared, we have to have... Only one person can win. So I, I do have to give you some losers, you know? 
We have to have That's some true. losers for someone to be the winner. <laughs> that makes me feel better about your choices, honestly, because you picked a bunch of losers. <laughs> yes. Well, I wouldn't. I think there might be a winner in there. No, but no, no, I'm no, no. Trying, I appreciate it. No, no, no. I think you're admitting. I think you're set. I, no, no, no. It's okay. Diversify. I think Josh heard it. I think the leaders heard it. I think you know that you have some weak candidates, which is great. It means that my candidates are going to win. Some. On, some here's the thing. Weak, you know me. Some. You know me. I am not. I am not short on effort. I might not win every time, but if you're telling me there's going to only be one winner, great. I'm in. Let's do it. Well, Let's where have go. you been? Of course there's only going to be one. Well, for you, every week there's a winner. So I'm like, Let's do well, it. Jared, there's no one I can say that you're like, compared to this person? Let's well, no, do it. compared to that person, that's part of the bracket. Well, that's what we're going to do. Tell me, though. Okay. I, we yeah. want to know what Ange thinks about leadership. Give me a quote that resonates with you, because leadership is such a broad word. Okay, it could really mean so many things to so many different people. We want to give the fine folks out there some fodder to chew on as you are voting, as you're thinking about why should this person be voted further in the tournament than this person? Maybe there's a new perspective. Maybe I should consider this. Give us something to consider, Anj. Well, okay, I had like four other quotes I was going back and forth with in my head here that I really like a lot of different directions. But then you just said, basically, tell me what you think, like, how do I define leadership? What do I see as a leader? Now that's a whole different quote. And it's really not the one I wanted to use because I know what you're going to say about it. I know what you're going to say. Is but it, it is Brown? actually, yeah, see, you know, oh, Josh. good grief. But I wasn't going to use any of her stuff. You're doing that and on then, purpose. And then you just said, well, tell me what a leader is. Like, oh, well, no matter what, anytime ask me for a leadership definition, this is the one I use. I wasn't going to quote who it is, but it is Brene Brown. But it is my favorite leadership definition. Renee, I've used it please, many I'm times. I'm going to get you. I'm gonna, when's your Ready? birthday, Ange? When's your birthday? Hold on. When's your birthday? It's uh, November. It's in, your birthday's in November, too? November what? Yeah, we're like 10 days apart, but I have to know all your information, so that's why I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you know my information. I don't know yours. So <laughs> November, November 20th? 10th, or 20th. November 20th, yeah. Wow. Do I, do I right. know my birthday? I'm going to get you something special. Don't worry. You're going to like it. I got an idea. It's going to be really good. I, I already have a lot of her books, but books okay i know i know it'll be a bernay brown tattoo (gasps) if i offered would you get it if i paid for it would you get a bernay brown tattoo okay great josh you heard it she's gonna get into getting she's gonna get bernay brown's face on her neck that's what i was going for (laughs) (laughs) you didn't say face who's that lady who's that lady you have a tattoo of oh is that like your is that like your mom is that like your (laughs) grandma like if you want me to work for you with Brene Brown's face on my neck, I don't know. Maybe I'll still consider it. <laughs> Brene Brown's face is huge, even on like your arm. Like, what is that? It's Brene, it's Brene Brown. That'd be a different fan. That'd be a different level of, of fandom, and I'm not quite there. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I do think I like her concepts a lot. <laughs> I do, all, like, I could use her quotes for different stuff in and throughout. This is, truly, it is one of my favorite. I think it is the best synopsis, in my opinion. When someone says, like, leadership definition, some people like, oh, leadership yeah. is influence. I, I yep. do like that, too. But my favorite one is this. It says, a leader is anyone who takes responsibility for finding the potential in people and processes and has the courage to develop that potential. That's so good. That's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. Don't let, I'm not. A, I'm not a Brene hater, by the way. I think it's been documented. Wait. She's awesome. She really is. Her books are fantastic. She's really, 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 really good. And that's a great quote. Say it one more time for us. A leader is anyone who takes responsibility for finding the potential in people and processes, and has the courage to develop that potential. Excellent, Josh. What say you? You got another Brene Brown quote? If I get if I get double teamed with Brene Brown, we might just have That's to declare one. her the winner. Like, uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, the the other simple form of leadership is influence. I think a, a way that I like to look at it is leadership is stewardship. And mm. it's just, impo- it's maximizing and fully bringing to life whatever it is that you're entrusted with. And another leadership quote that I really do like is no leader is omnicompetent. That's a huge thing that I, because I think it's so easy to fall into the trap that says, well, I'm the leader, so I got to know everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those are my two yeah. things. Totally. Wow. That's really good. Are those ascribed to anyone or those things you've just picked up? Uh, Eric like- Geiger. Eric Geiger. That's really yeah, good. Yeah. In his book called Design to Lead. Mm, okay. Nice. I've never read that. That's fantastic. Design to Lead. Uh, my quote, and then actually Josh is ahead of the curve, so we'll come to Josh next because we're going to pick out a book, a leadership book that resonates with us, that encapsulates our main ideas. Once again, this is leadership potpourri. There's probably no one quote. There's no one book. There's no one idea that would say, this is all that I believe about leadership. But it's just our highlights and a way to frame, this is kind of how I vote. This is how I see leadership. If if Jared is, and that's it, it probably shapes a lot of why I vote the way I vote, why Andre vote the way she votes, and why we can disagree and neither be wrong. We could completely disagree on this when we're doing this tournament. You're like, I think you're crazy to pick the Spanx lady. That's ridiculous. Are you seriously? Like the Spanx lady against Mother Teresa, Winston Churchill, Nelson Mandela? You gotta be, you gotta be crazy. But she's not crazy if you know your worldview, if you know, like, no, this is why I'm picking this person. This is what I've seen in leadership. This is what, to me, is powerful and impactful. So for me, I'm going with one of my favorite quotes of all time. Albert Schweitzer said, example is not the main thing in leadership. It is the only thing. And I love I love it because, you know, it's kind of a cliche to say lead by example. I mean, that's almost like a like it's almost too easy to answer. I've noticed it's also a very quick default answer when we're doing leadership training with cohorts. Almost every group, every time says like lead by example. It's also ironically, and we should dive into this another podcast on. It also is like what majority of people claim as their strength. <laughs> like when I'm working with these cohorts of leaders and I have them think about what's their strength or their trait as a leader, I would dare say every time, 50% plus of the crowd says, I, I lead by example. I do a really good job leading by example. I'm like, wow, maybe so, but wow, then then we're all killing it. Like, wow. Okay, great. <laughs> like, if that's the thing you're saying, like, I'm, you know, it's like, okay. Like, you're, it's almost like the opposite of what you're saying to me, Josh. And that could be my misinterpretation. But it's like, okay, so you do everything well? Like, lead by example? Right. What I like about the quote is that it allows, example is not the main thing. Leadership is the only thing. You can believe slightly differently or entirely differently, but live out your beliefs. Like you could tell me, I think that you need to be stronger as a leader. Okay, are you working to be stronger or are you hypocritical? I think you need to be more open. I think you need to do this. I think you need to do that. I think you do that. But lead by example, back that up. And I think that is true. I think people do respect that, that if I can, I can disagree with you, but I don't believe you are disingenuine. I don't think the same way you do, but man, you really live out your beliefs. And I can absolutely respect that. So that's what I'm picking for my quote. Hmm. Uh, all yeah. right. Thanks. You know, Al, Al's got some good ones out there. Uh, all right, Josh, I don't know if the design to lead is going to be your book choice, but what's a book choice that you would give us? Um, If I had to suggest a quality leadership book that would make you a great leader, let's go with... Pat Lencioni, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Oh, Josh. You, 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 Was that uh, yours? 
Yes. Actually, hold up. Are you are you specifically today just sucking up to Ange? <laughs> because oftentimes, here's what happens. Here's what happens. No, I'm not dude. a minion, dude. He, he's I know. Just great. I know. Are you applying he's to be just one? Great. <laughs> I, this is ridiculous. I mean, it doesn't matter who we have on the podcast. It's like beforehand, you guys. I'm notoriously <laughs> late on the podcast. Okay, I will freely admit to everyone listening. It's like, okay, we're gonna start recording at this time. Pre-production meeting at this time. Let's get on the same page. Okay, great. In the few minutes that I'm late, I swear to goodness, Ange is coaching all of these people behind the scenes. <laughs> and so now you're like, oh, Brene Brown, so great. Pick any book in the world of the millions of pieces of literature. You're like, you know Thank what? You. Let me pick you, Ange's absolute favorite. You're so sucking up to Ange. Ange. Thank it's you. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. That, clearly, I've got some validity here. I've got some. I read that book on a plane ride. It was a super long playing ride from some country to another country. And literally, I have some of the most vivid memories of like thinking about that book whenever I was then in leadership moments for months on end following it of like, oh, man, this is literally that moment of how that person in that conversation, instead of like coming in and trying to be a tyrant and saying, okay, hey, no, you need to listen to me because I'm the boss. What does it look like to earn the respect and the trust of the people that have been there? And again, and even in that Eric Geiger quote of no leader is omnicompetent, like mm. what does it look like to do that well? And so anyways, yeah, it's a fantastic book. I love it's a that good book. book. It's a good book. It's a good choice. I'm not knocking the choice. It's a great choice. <laughs> it's a good book. I'm just saying. I guess I should have, should I have chosen uh uh, How to Manipulate People and Win Friends by Dale. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the book, Five Dysfunctions. It's a great book. Lynchioni's great. I'm a Lynchioni fan, so I'm He's not awesome. knocking it. I'm just saying suspicious. Get some That's variety. all I'm saying. Suspicious is my word of the day for how this is operating. All right, Anj. Hey, Josh, Siri, delete my text messages. Josh took, <laughs> Josh took your book. He took your answer. What are you going to answer he now? He did. In terms of books, I really like a lot of leadership books. It is hard for me to narrow down. So I think I'm going to say this one. But before I do, I'm going to say two. And Jared didn't ask me two, but I'm going to go ahead and do it really fast before you can cut me off. So the first one I would say is Lean In. Um, <laughs> Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. I have to say that one because I have to acknowledge uh, the women in the workplace. Like This is a, a hot time to be talking about it. And it is. I think it's a little older now. When I read it, it was a, l- a little bit newer, but she is t- essentially talking about, I think it's women work in the will to lead or something like that. Um, the fact that women specifically need their own leadership book could make me go on a rant for yeah. days. But you know what? They do. So if you're interested in that and if you want to read it, I think she is really one of my favorites. She's awesome. Um, Hold up. I like her a lot. Hold up. I think you're really, you're kind of painting me in a bad light. I wouldn't cut you off for that. Lean in's a good book. No, I have another one. No, I have another one. Two books. Well, you make it sound like I'm like Mr. Misogynistic over here. I thought you were going to pick Atlas of the Heart. Yeah, I'm going to cut you off and you go (laughs) Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. That's going to be your pick. No. No, no, tell, no, hold on. I'm now feeling defensive and insecure. <laughs> tell the world that I work great with women. Come on. You're no, like, no, tell Jared, everybody I'm not a misogynist. Tell everybody I'm not tell a misogynist. Everyone. Please, I defend love me, Anch. I love I, women. Oh my God. No, dude, I love women. <laughs> I love them. I feel like, yes, I'm Michael Scott over here. I love women. I've loved a lot of women. I, I've loved. <laughs> okay, no, before Jared cuts me off, what I meant was before you can cut me I off got for two. giving two books. I have yes. two books. Nothing That's not to the do way it with sounded. the style of book. Well, That's not I'm the way it sounded. Off. 
then I'm glad you interrupted. I was like, why is he making that face at me this whole time? Like, I think this is a pretty good book. <laughs> it I is see. a good book. It's I a great see. book. It's a good choice. <laughs> it's a great book. And Sheryl Sandberg honestly has some of the best quotes out there. Like, they're yes, amazing. I love her. Yeah, yeah. she's awesome. Yeah. Thank Again, you. why <laughs> why women need a leadership leadership book specifically is, is kind of sad. But they do. And she wrote it. And it's good. Also, just to reiterate, Jared uh, essentially has lots of women working for him. So Jared however you want to interpret just, I, that. I, for shut yourself. up, Josh. You're not helping this. <laughs> <laughs> very, very confident male male leader for lots of lots of women to work under him. So, <laughs> All right. So that's that's the first one. Lean in. Cheryl Sandberg, especially if you're it was recommended to me when I was just when I was young, uh, I am young, but even younger women starting in the, in the work world. And it was really helpful. The second one that I would say is I actually am a pretty big Simon Sinek fan, but his OG, Ooh. like just start with why, start with why. or Great leaders pick. eat last one of the two. I mean, I really like his OG stuff. I like his new stuff too, but I like his OG stuff a lot. Um, and he's just really great overall. So those are my two. Those are great picks. Those are great picks. Uh, great. Once again, just for the loyal listeners, I love women. <laughs> I think I think they're great. If what, what's what word do you keep using, Josh? Before Omni, Jared can cut me off. Omnicompetent. <laughs> omnicompetent. If anyone's going to be omnicompetent, it's a woman. So that's actually. actually true. I think it was hilarious because I did think you were going to say a Brene Brown book, and then you went on this trail of like, no, you know, wow. I think women, you know, are great leaders. Jared doesn't, but I do. And before he gets a chance to cut me off, uh, I'm going to try to sneak this in the podcast. No, yeah, I was giving, like, oh, I was giving uh, more recommendations than you wanted before they, <laughs> like, before the Oscars mutes me for saying something that I shouldn't. I just got to get this out. Exactly. Yeah, I might lose my job, but I'm going to say it. You're like blinking torture with your eyes in Morse code. Golly. All right. Glad to clear that up. I'm totally cool with you picking more than one book because I am having a hard time with this question. I'm the one who made up the question. And now I got to come up with one book. Um, If I was going to just pick one, though, I'm going to follow the rules and just pick one. It's probably going to be eight track to emoji. You can find it on. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I would say uh, I would actually, if I'm picking one today, I would actually go with Simon Sinek's new work, The Infinite Game. It's the book over the last five years that I think has had the most, what's a good word here? Now, I wouldn't necessarily say impact, but it stuck with me. Like it's had the longest runway, the, the most The longevity. biggest paradigm shift. It's manifested the most it's, in your it life. It may be, yes. It's really, yes. The paradigm shiftiness of The <laughs> Infinite Game. But I really, it's it's a book that I would recommend. I like it specifically because I would say any leader of any age, of any company, of any church, school, for-profit company, um, it's very, it's incredibly universal. And by title, The Infinite Game, it is about the highest levels of leadership, the longest runway. What are we doing? What are we contributing to? And uh, I have found it to be very useful. And it also does a great job of also bringing that down to where I can apply it directly today and say, oh, wow, in our organization, it's not just... You know, um, I'm thinking of some of the things like have a worthy rival that you can apply immediately and go, wow, that makes us better today. And it challenges me today. Uh, I think sometimes those types of books are very easy. Um, I, I call them, they're like chewing gum um, of the books. They're the ones that it's like, well, okay, I read the chapter titles and I pretty much got the whole book and it's mm-hmm. really hard to disagree with any of this. Sure. That's, that's good. Um, it's not just bubble gum. It's like, wow, that's a good thought. And it's a challenging thought. And it's a complete thought. So um, so that's my book recommendation. I know I've talked about it a bunch, but it's just true. If you haven't read it, it's a good one. Actually, yeah. these, 
so you had two. You had Lean In, and then what was your other one, Anj? Start with Why. We got so sidetracked. Oh, yeah, you said Start with Why. These are great books. If you're out there and you haven't read any of these, honestly, all of them. Great book recommendations. Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Lincioni, Simon Sinek's Infinite Game, Lean In, and Start With Why. Good book recommendations. All right, let's close out with this. Now, this one, you can take this any direction you want, but I really like it because when we're thinking about leadership and what is a good leader, the title of this podcast, there are so many directions that we can go that we try to find the universal, consistent things while balancing the specific nature of your personality, your role, your time in life, your job, all those types of things. This question is the concept. Maybe it's something that was told to you. Maybe it's something you learned. Maybe it's just this idea. Maybe it is another quote or something you picked up from a book. But it's just the, I don't know, it's a concept or an idea that you find yourself coming back to time and time again. That if I want to be a good leader, I just keep coming back to this idea. And this is my almost mantra, potentially. It's the thing that you would say, yep, this is it for me. So, Josh, Anch, do you have something like that that resonates with you that you're like, man, this is just good leadership. I've seen it, and this is what I try to ascribe to. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've kind of stitched together over the years of seeing different, call it waves or fads in the leadership world, one thing that I've kind of stitched together of all of them that I personally have personally try to live by as a leader is leaders always choose people over product and the product needs to be excellent. Mm. So it's like that idea of people are more important, but if the product is going to be excellent, then how much greater is the investment in people going to be? Mm-hmm. And just kind of like that barometer. Cause it's easy to, it's easy to just say, Oh, people over product. And then, uh, think that means that just the product's got to suffer or whatever. It's like, no, our product's going to be excellent. That's great. But that's what's going to be even more excellent is the way we, that we love and invest and empower our people. Because at the end of the day, like, sure, we have this mission, we have to get this thing done, but if I'm killing you in the process of it, then shows a lot of, about my character. And so, yeah, people over product and the product needs to be excellent. Yeah. That's great, Josh. I love that so much because you're right. So many times when you say people over process or people over product or people over whatever it's almost like this cop out it's almost like an excuse like it comes off as like kumbaya like well okay then yeah then okay great we're just going to sit around and like well as long as everybody's happy as long as everybody's you know let's just take care of people like no be excellent be excellent and also take care of your people and and they are more important that's really good i love 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 it Anch, what do you got josh setting the bar high for you and me i'm gonna tell you this is this is like wow I'm at the track meet and the kid just set the high, the all-state record. <laughs> um, well, the, the overall, I think the big idea that I continually resonate with is, um, I can't remember where I heard it, but it was be a responsive leader, not a reactive one. And um, I've seen both in my life, responsive ones and reactive ones. Um, both will get the job done, actually, and uh, both will maybe help a sinking ship not sink um but they're going to lose a lot of people in the process especially on the reactive side um and so the the more i i have opportunities to lead or feel that the more i realize how difficult that statement is 
to be a responsive leader rather than a reactive one. Um, it sounds like cute and pretty when you're 21 and you've had like a leadership title with like your peers or something. And it's like, yeah, let me just you, be responsive. But it's like, you know, I'm managing 1000 things. Like how much more responsive do you want me to be here? You know, and to the, to the level of not being reactive. And it's hard. It's been a big challenge, but I think uh, I still resonate with it because I've seen the implications of it and I've seen the differences um, that it can bring in people's lives. And so ultimately, on a serious note, that's what I'd say. But one of my other favorite leadership quotes that I that I learned really early on is uh, leadership is disappointing people. Leadership is disappointing people at a pace that they can tolerate. And um <laughs> Wow. I also, I've never heard anything more true. So if you're really looking to be encouraged today with my leadership quote. Wow. <laughs> what a Debbie and, Downer. And the fact that leadership is like also hard, uh, please refer to The Motive by Patrick Lencioni as well, because that, that'll really challenge. Everyone thinks they want to be a leader until they see the hard parts of it. And so oh, yeah. uh, to bring us on a different note from Josh's, which was very inspiring, this one is just very practical. So just if you like disappointing people at a pace they can tolerate, you should be a leader. <laughs> you should be a leader. <laughs> I like it. It reminds me, uh, it reminds me of something that I say that I've never heard it that way. That's really good. When in my truest moments, when I'm having, you know, this is, this is the thing that doesn't sell very well from the podcast, but on the one-on-one -on -one, when people are really like in the, in the, the nitty gritty or going through something. And uh, I'll just, I'll say, you're going to disappoint someone today. <laughs> Choose wisely. Hmm. Like you just have to yeah. know who you're, who are you disappointing today? You can't yeah. repeat, the, don't disappoint, don't disappoint the most important people in your life very often. And don't disappoint the same person repeatedly, mm -hmm. but you're going to disappoint someone today. Choose wisely. You just yeah. got to figure out who, who am I going to disappoint today and in what way? So, <laughs> so it's but pretty cynical. Really, it's pretty cynical. But we but all it's know it's true. true. Well, yeah. it is true. Every leader is shaking their head like, Dang, yeah, that is so, I wish it wasn't, but. Well, and to bring yeah. some levity to it, that disappointment is, it, it may be small. It may be like, oh man, I thought we would have that meeting. I thought we would have that lunch. I thought I'd get to see you today. Nope, not. And okay, I can only make so many phone calls. I'm not calling you today. I can only give so many, you know, we can only spend so much money. You're getting the no. Like, okay, so it's not this earth shattering disappointment, but it's like not giving people what they want all the time. Like that's. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't give people what they want all the time. It's but impossible. that's also part. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's really the biggest like lesson that I, I would love to reiterate to people just in leadership is someone has to do it. Like you want to be the one on the stage. You want to be the one with the influence, but you don't want to be the one saying no. You don't want to be the one setting a boundary. You don't want to be the one determining what's valuable, what isn't, mm -hmm. but you want the influence and the clout. Like you can't have both or you need to have both. You can't only pick one. And so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, there's no good quote to summarize that, but it's the overall concept for me between the two quotes of responsiveness and just this idea also of disappointment. Like you have to live in both worlds and have this equal tension as well. Yes. Yeah. I think that reminds me of a, it makes me think, shouldn't say reminds, it makes me think of, I'd love for us to do a series, like a multiple part series interviewing some leaders and just ask them, the people that we know that we can get to be completely candid, super, like super duper honest, and just like the good, the bad, the ugly. And like, okay, tell me something good. And just like, good, there are highlights. Like, talk about, brag for a minute. Like, you know what's awesome? It yeah. is awesome to be the boss. That is nice. It is awesome <laughs> that ultimately, if Ange disagrees with me, it's entire, ultimately, I can't say, Ange, sorry, we're doing it my way. Yeah, you know? that's so true. Now, is, that, is that good leadership? Probably not. But right, yeah, it's a nice perk. It is a nice you perk. Need it. That at the end of you the day, sometimes 
You do need it sometimes. At the end of the day, I can't just say, you know what? This is it, period. Deal with it. That's nice. It's nice to do. Because most of my life, I have not had that. Most of my life, it's been like, well, that's what that's what the boss said to do, so I got to do it. So yeah. that's a good perk, but it comes with a higher degree of responsibility. So the good, the bad, the ugly. I'd love for us to get some people that we could be like, be super duper honest. Super duper honest on like even the ugly stuff, the hard stuff. The So let's let's think about that as we go. Uh, okay. That's good. My, it is good. That'd be really fun because I've got some people in mind that I'd like to interview and be like, all right, can we just put a truth serum in you today? Um, maybe we even let them be completely, oh, it'd be kind of fun if we get people when we, they're completely anonymous. We just describe their their setup. Like, okay, here's someone. They own a Fortune 5. They are uh, you know owner of this company, making this much money, doing this thing, overseeing this many people, but we don't give their name. And it's like, all right, <laughs> boom. And you're going to be completely honest. That's pretty fun. I like this idea. Hey, all right, I like we, that. That's like pretty that. good, that's right, cool. Josh? We can workshop it off air. But here's my quote. I don't even know where I'm going to land after this. Like, Josh <laughs> just inspired me. And I was like, that is so good. That's so right. Anj, just bring me down, Bruce. <laughs> I'm gonna, I am gonna. don't know if I'm going to land in the middle or like way super high. <laughs> but here's my concept. Everything is temporary. <laughs> that's my concept. Right, right in the middle. As a leader. <laughs> It's right that everything is temporary. I mean, people are eternal and to me, and there are very few eternal things. And you just got to focus on that and remember that. Like, am I breaking my back today for something that in the end is temporary? Even if it's something good, even if it's something great that I love, all empires fall. Like even, you know, all empires fall, all businesses collapse. You're going to be dead. You're not going to see it. Like whatever, even this, even the most grandiose ideas, world changers. You want to be a world changer? You want to you, you want to do something great? I tell you a humbling experience. As we go through the leader versus leader tournament over here, keep track of how many people you don't know who they are. <laughs> and as you're listening to you're like, wow, I don't even know who that person is. Yep, they're more successful than you or I ever will be. Hmm. They did more with their life than we ever will. And guess what? Some yahoos on a podcast are saying, they suck. They're terrible. Why are you picking her? There's no way. Why are you picking him? Get him out of here. There's no way. Because it's all temporary. What matters, you've just got to know what matters to you in your life in the here and the now and in the beyond and go, you know what? This is what's important to me. And so that that is my leadership lesson that I come back to all the time. And it gives me peace and levity. And it helps me deal with, you know, like kind of the don't sweat the small stuff kind of vibe and go, okay, is this going to matter 40 years from now? And I'm stressed out today. But that's what helps me. It helps me when I go home. It helps me to, you know, go swimming in the pond with the girls and not be overwhelmed. It helps yeah. me to not carry as much burden or weight. So that's it. All right. This is really good stuff. This is really, really good stuff. We could talk about this all day long. Actually, we could talk about it for an entire podcast. And we do. We call it the Good Leader Podcast because there's a lot of stuff to cover. So whether you fall into the, you know, Team Ange, Team Josh, or Team Jared, I don't know what your ilk is. I don't know what your framework is, but I hope that you participate. Let us know in this leader versus leader tournament who the greatest leader of the last 120 years is. Most important, learn something from the conversations, apply them however they apply to you, and go out there and be a good leader. 